Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by B21, a platform which helps you start your journey with cryptocurrencies. Visit b21.io slash hustleshare and get $2 upon signing up. Also powered by Podmetrics, the only analytics platform you'll ever need for your podcast. Sign up now at podmetrics.co for free and use the code hustleshare. In my perspective, the fact that you have imposter syndrome or some bit of self-doubt is actually, and it can be a, a bit of a good thing. Of course, you have to manage it. Uh, you don't let it stop you, but you let it fuel you. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Beitiong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Share Podcast. It's been a while since I last recorded. So if you last heard the last episode about Gcash, we're going to one-up that today. Because we have a very prestigious, not just a podcaster, by the way, part of the PNA family, but also a very prestigious and very well-known and inspirational edu creator. But before I get carried away i want to welcome a very famous and one of my i'm a b- very big fan of yours coach leica maravilla whoop, whoop. coach hey. welcome to the show <laughs> hi ron hi boss the big boss good, the good, man good. <laughs> big yes but not boss <laughs> <laughs> all right again welcome to the show uh coach leica i'll just call you coach 
because you are the coach of a lot of people and thank you for being on Hustle Share. Thank you. Kahit like na lang. I okay, mean, this like is a conversation. Because no, there several several episodes ago, I had the president of the Like app. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like a season so, this year. I started that episode. I was trying to listen to that guy. <laughs> but again, you're the legit Laika. You're the one. So okay, that Laika is just an app, and there's a fox in it. You are the Laika that we want. But Coach Laika, before I get carried away, I need to ask you the million-dollar question, Coach Laika. What's your hustle? I was thinking about that question because I've been listening to your podcast narin for mm-hmm. for a while. And I guess the the simple answer to that would be my job is to be seen in order to be heard. Well, the struggle is like this for me. Uh, I need to keep my advocacy going, and I know it it needs a lot of money and finances for that to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, paying people costs a lot of money. Paying for the website costs a lot of money. So, what I do on the influencer side of things, right. on the content creation side of things, monetization side of things, is to enable me. To keep creating free educational content for people, so that's what I mean by having to be seen in order to be heard. I'm the type of person who prefers to be behind the scenes, honestly, and not a lot of people believe me when I say that. But it, I realized just this past few years that in order for me to make sure that my goal happens, I have to kind of, you know, open the doors to people looking in. On my private life and being, I guess, the face of educational content creation here in the Philippines, whether I like it or not. And you're doing a terrific job doing it because, again, I, I totally understand because as a leader, you have to pave the way for everybody else. A lot of us actually cringe, like myself. I I don't like putting myself out there. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be at the at the back cheering everybody on. But there are it's inevitable as a leader and and as an entrepreneur that you have to pave the way for everybody else. You know, you have to use your kapal ng mukha Ooh. sometimes. To, <laughs> To make sure that everybody behind you eats, because yeah. at the end of the day, it's all on you. But before you get carried away, before you became the edu creator that everybody knows, again, make sure making sure most Filipino kids are grammatically correct. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let's go back, and I need you to buckle up, Coach, because it gets rough sometimes. Because we're gonna have to ride the hustle share time machine. Here we go. It's been a while. Good thing there's still gas on this thing. <laughs> okay, so that's where I wanna go back because again, before you became Coach Laka, you were we were all we all came from humble beginnings, and that's what I wanna understand because I was talking to you uh, already, and I saw that you're um, you also studied in QSI. Okay, yes. so recently, just a couple episodes ago, I had another QSI alum. Mm-hmm. Her name is Joy Spring. Also a QSI alum. And again, I had also another, I have my uh, niece, also mm-hmm. a Laika, but L-Y-K-A, who also studied in QSI. She was Joyce's batchmate. I don't know what it is with Laikas and QSI <laughs> <laughs> about that. But before QSI, I want to understand, what was it like growing up, uh, Coach Laika? And again, what were your early hustles? Uh, can you describe to me what that was like? Actually, I listened to the episode with Joyce. Joyce is a really good friend of mine. Uh, and well, it kind of started the story, if you think about it. Um, I come from very humble beginnings, like you said. My family is second generation out of the slums. Mm. So um, my, I grew up hearing stories about you know, how my mom had to sell fruits to her classmates in order to buy paper or pencils for them to keep mm. studying. She was the first 
person to finish college uh, in their entire family. Like wow. th- these are MMK level stories, uh, drama level stories that we grew up listening to. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, I wouldn't be afforded a lot of the opportunities that I had if we didn't pass these giant aptitude exams. Like getting to Kisai requires you to take exams. Getting to UP where I started college but didn't finish also required taking tests. And I realized quickly that it's a huge hurdle that not a lot of people can jump over simply because they don't receive, they don't have access to quality education right there for the masses. And I, I was hoping to bridge that gap. It's more of actually trying to also pay it forward because mm-hmm. I felt, I've always felt that um, a lot of the things that I had, I didn't quite deserve. Mm-hmm. Some things did come a little bit easy for me. We were tested when we were younger uh, and one of the doctors said that, um, well, basically I was within the gifted category. Right. So that never really fully sat well with me because it, it always came to me as a sort of burden. I remember my grandmother mm-hmm. who, who really is a huge part of my life. She told mm-hmm. me, oh no, Apong, because she would call me Apong. Yeah. You're going to have to change the world because it's a gift. And Correct. growing up, I was the regular type of kid. I'm actually more, more makulit pa or messy yeah. than any regular kid. I was mm-hmm. not interested in school. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was a bad student, and one of the one of my giant fears was, you know, how teachers would say sometimes, you know, "Oh, when you become a teacher." Ah. <laughs> yes, I, I'm laughing because I'm the worst student, also from my batch. <laughs> yeah, I would always sit at the back row near right. the door. Um, so I was that type of kid. I was not interested, not particularly interested in learning wow. until I realized that this is something that I could help people with. Um, I remember mm-hmm. I started teaching, quote unquote, okay. uh, when I was in high school because really? I had okay. neighbors who say couldn't afford daycare for their kids or couldn't afford tutors for their kids. And what mm-hmm. they would do is they would leave their kids here at our place mm-hmm. um, just until their shift ends or their uh, workday ends. And then they will p- pick up the kids after work. But yeah. then some of these kids will have homework assignments they have to answer mm-hmm. and so they would ask us because we're the older ones in the community mm-hmm. for help so we started tutoring the kids for free lang naman yun. we would help right. them with their homework and then when i get to school i would help my classmates because in kisai you had to keep a, a certain grade yes so science high school so you have to make sure <laughs> that your 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 grades are really high or else they will kick you out mm-hmm. there you go True. And um, if your grades uh, are lower than 85, they would kick you out. And I had wow. classmates. That was the bar. At 85, I'm already very happy. At 75, <laughs> I felt like a king. <laughs> wow. This thing around our time that it, was, huh? it wasn't scaled. It wasn't curved. So mm. it was straight average. So what oh that means God. if you have a, a quiz na over 10, you would have to score 9 in order for you to pass. Because 8 is already 80%. So bagsak na siya. So it was really a hard time in Kisai history. Correct. <laughs> and some of my classmates were at risk of failing. And I would usually come up with techniques when it comes uh-huh. to math 
problems or even calculus. I have these mm-hmm. little hacks or tricks that I use. And then when they found out that I was doing all these things, because I would share it to them, mm-hmm. you know, people started congregating. Na parang, oh, if you need help, oh, go, go, go and ask uh, Anne, Anne by your nickname. And okay. that was my first taste in helping people with with exams. Now, when it comes to hustle, because uh, again, my family isn't well off, uh-huh. I guess putting up my skills for hire happened mm-hmm. when I hit college. So I had sports in, in UP and then I went into seminary, finished a certificate course there and then came wow. out. Wow. Yeah, it's a long story. <laughs> you did seminary. So that's, the, that's, that's, that's why there was a gap. Because I was looking at your LinkedIn. You graduated 2004. And then you did college 2007. There's a two, three-year gap, right? Wow. And I really have my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> wow. Okay, so at that point, given that you were, you know, uh, studios, and again, you, you passed QSAI, which is a big thing already. You did UP. I wanted to ask... Uh, in that decision where we're there, because I've seen so many kids also had a little hiccup in their trajectory in school that never, and people label them as a failure that really. Mm-hmm. I was one of them, but I didn't choose what the people uh, defined. I, I failed my, the easiest subject in first year college, and I was a total douchebag in first year high school. I mean, first year college when I failed algebra and then i realized shoot i need to start investing in myself i couldn't because i was varsity in high school Same. and you know as varsity you can you can count with whatever and again it's not you side this is you know a uaap school ust yeah wow whatever i, I can I, I'd, I'd get away with it in college i wasn't varsity anymore i didn't have that saving grace anymore and mm. there's no more halo in my head so i had to invest in myself i had to work in a call center that's why i have this accent mm. now which is fake according to my listener who hates me. I don't know who you are, but <laughs> shout out to you. Okay. <laughs> so I had to invest in skills to mm-hmm. give me a heads up to my career. And that's mm-hmm. when I also realized that, dude, I, I can never achieve my goal of buying my mom a house by being an un- uh, employee. That was my perspective. Yeah. I'm not everybody is built for being an entrepreneur, but you know, I wanted to achieve that while I was younger. So I decided to be an entrepreneur. So going back to you, during those hiccup years, and there's a lot of FOMO effect when you see other people like, oh, my, that's my peer and they're already here. They're already doing that. How did you get over that? Because a lot of people get defined by that, that hump early and they never bounce back. You know, I would say it's by grace. Like I, I try not to be too spiritual at that point. Mm-hmm. But it is by, by, by the grace of God, I would say, because I was actually in the middle of a really deep depressive episode when I left UB. Okay. I don't know. Basically, everything that could go wrong went wrong oh, when it comes my. to our family, our community, to say my grades even. Okay. And that was also the highest point in my social anxiety. That's one thing that a lot of people wow. also don't know about me and a lot of people don't believe because you spend a lot of time speaking to people, you know, you're talking yeah. just in front of hundreds of people. But you have social anxiety, and it's it's true. I couldn't sit in a room of strangers, and you know how it is in college, right? It's always the noisiest, outgoing, outgoing ones who have a say an easier time easing into college. Yeah. I didn't have that. Um, in my course in UP, I was the only one from Kisai, so wow. I literally knew no one. And then I have an identical twin sister who ended up in UP Manila. It's the first okay. time in our entire lives. Yeah. So it's wow. a lot of 
um, struggles with adjustment with my social anxiety and with mm-hmm. again a lot of these personal things right. that came to a head. Now back to the question: uh, How right. how I'm able to pick dust myself off and pick right. myself up? I would say I started understanding the reason why I turned out to be like this. Like I put a lot of pressure on myself being again quote unquote gifted. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to deal with failure. Because you know how people would say, oh, smart guy, these things have to come easy for right. you. The expectation is so high. Yes. So a lot of kids, a lot of really intelligent kids crack under pressure. So their entire lives, they were so used to skating by it. You don't study, right. you pass. Right. You just go up. And then uh, because you're, again, uh, quote unquote, smart, people would right. walk towards you. So you already have this instant group of friends. Correct. And yeah, and so I had a hard time adjusting and um, mm-hmm. understanding that these expectations were things that I didn't have to pander to and I didn't have to craft my life in some manner mm-hmm. that would please people. Mm-hmm. So I took up psychology. Wow. I, I, be, I basically found out what I wanted to do. Like, this mm-hmm. is one thing I always wanted to do. I tried to get into psychology in UP, actually. It was one of the courses I shaded and so forth. But my okay. parents talked me out of it. Kasi, okay. So after I failed, I finally had the chance to tell them, now, please give me a chance. This time I will make the decision. I will make you proud. Um, wow. So that was how. That's another added pressure though. And that's, now, <laughs> that's the worst pressure also coming from your parents. Because that's the, those are the people you don't want to let down. I remember having those types of conversations with my mom because I continuously mm-hmm. failed her. But yeah, also, no, I did because in high school I kept failing, but you know, magically I will pass at the end of the year because I'm varsity. So there you go. <laughs> but you know, um, at the end of the day, when I also decided to tell my mom that hey, this is it, I'm I'm not gonna go. So imagine for being class clown, I became a student leader. That's the path I took, right? But for you, coach, what what I want to understand? So you took that risk. You told that to your parents. Now again. Saying and doing are two different things. Yeah. What did you do next? What I understood at that time is that it's not enough that you're smart. You have to try hard as well. Like my entire life, again, sorry, I'm sorry, palang plug na agad dun sa No, that's good. Trying hard, coach like a Marvilla. Organic, suave. <laughs> suave. <laughs> no, but, but really, kasi, uh, yun nga, it's, it's the, it's, and I talked about that in, in some of the episodes. And when you're smart, kasi, there's this illusion that things should come easy for you. So as a smart person, the moment that you, you encounter difficulties, parang you feel that, okay, I shouldn't be trying this hard. And if I try hard, does that mean I'm not smart na? Does that mean my entire life has been a lie? Parang something like that. And then when I took up psychology, I understood like, all of these things, these voices in my head, these are echoes from the past. People told me these things. I didn't have to believe these things. And working through that, I understood that a huge part of that is, you know, just trying your best and just leaving things up to to whatever will happen. I don't have to pretend like I'm smart. I have to use the smarts that I had to make sure that uh, I set myself up for success. Because um, if we keep living our lives based on the pressures that people put on us, then we would really amount to nothing. And I I started owning the title of being a tryhard. No high school... It was the biggest insult, I would say, in our batch in Kisai. Ang TH mo, that means you're dying. Wow, they even had the term for it. TH, yeah. okay, wow. Ang TH mo nito, parang 
<laughs> so um, the, the evolution of that and me even publicly calling myself a tryhard and getting other people to claim that they're tryhards, yeah. I think it's it's kind of my ambag in changing the way that we think about success and think Absolutely. about things and how to define that. Because and there's we, always that hu- their hustle shaming. Eh? Just yes. because somebody's trying harder than everybody else who who's who, who's just like, you know, mediocre. Yeah. You shame them. Ah, mamaru. whatever that is like dude but that guy is trying to pave a trail where everybody else is trying to be cute at the back and at the end of the day since he got a head start and you look 10 5 10 years after he's in a way different position because he invested early or she invested early but coach i want to before we take our uh, first break i remember seeing one of your posts uh recently i think five uh, a couple months ago that when you were in your school you had to try harder because mm-hmm. you knew you were coming from a smaller school yes. and you had to do side hustles mm-hmm. and you really need to try harder because you know at the end of the day after everybody graduates it's back to zero again and sometimes at unfortunate and I also am like this one of the first things that I look at in, 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 the, in the resume of a person that applies is where, what school you're from but why did you have to why did you have that mindset early when everybody else was just trying to coast through their college life you know, one of the, the most, I guess, underrated skills these days is self-awareness. <laughs> like not a lot of people um, can ste- take a step back and look at their lives objectively. Mm-hmm. Now, the truth is when I went into psychology as my second, well, my first course, basically, yeah. restarting my life, I knew that I was a UP dropout. So I already had that thing in the resume. I knew that I'm going to graduate older than most of the people who would finish psychology. So I would always have that question looming over my head every time I enter a room for an interview or an opportunity. So I had to make up for it. I knew I had to make up for it. If I finish psychology with just baseline grades, honors or you don't have work experience, Mm. then I would just be another struggler in the job pool. Because there are so many of those. And coming from a college that's basically unknown. Uh, The college that I came from is called Messiah College. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think it's Visayas College because it sounds alike. Or right, it's right. Messiah College from the US and it's not. So right. it's just basically a tiny, tiny school that no one knows of. It's also a Christian school. And a lot of people don't um, say set to higher regard religious schools. Right, so I right. knew I would be competing um, as an underdog. And right, that's right. the reason why I started working, uh, just basically frantically looking for freelance gigs. Uh, building up my resume, building up my skills. You're side hustling early. Now, I, I want to know that. What are those side hustles? Because people don't understand, guys. When you're early and you're, you're, you're a blank slate when you're young. That's why I encourage a lot of my, 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 my listeners, if you're, you're just in college, intern, even if it's yes. not required. Mm-hmm. Because that's where you get real-life skills. And especially intern, again, I'm heavily biased towards startups. Because in a startup, your contrib- contribution is needed whether you're an intern or not. Yes. And there's a high probability. Your learning curve is shorter compared to a, mm-hmm. a mammoth company where you're probably just going to make coffee or photocopy some shit, right? So <laughs> here, um, you, you, we feel you right away. We give you real responsibilities mm-hmm. to, to contribute and you learn real-life skills. But for you, Miss uh, Miss Laika, <laughs> Coach Laika, why the hell did I call you Miss Laika? Coach Laika, well, what what... What are those skills you invested on? Because those things that you invest on early in your side hustles mm-hmm. eventually become the pillars of what your, your profession would be down the road. 
All right. So th- my first struggle was this. I knew I had social anxiety. Okay. So I knew that in order for me to overcome my anxiety, I had to keep putting myself out there. Okay. So one of the things that I used to do was actually to host events. Oh. And funny, I listened to Joyce's uh, episode as well. Right. I hosted everything from being <laughs> to lamais wow, and bubbles, wow. all of those things. Aside from, of course, corporate gigs and stuff like right. that. I, I did all of these things. Uh, I bond, of course, I was working closely with my church at the time, which yeah. actually gave me a lot of opportunities because yeah. diba, yeah, servant leadership right there. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I knew because my, my college didn't have a student government. Um, mm-hmm. th- and because of that, although I've been pitching now, oh, you should start something like that because mm-hmm. I knew that if ever, parang, I would love to be part of that and pioneer the entire so okay let's let's look for other opportunities now we started a non-profit organization it's called soundcheck ministry i was the creative director for that org wow um we would travel around the country teaching churches how to play music so i would be teaching drums i created our modules i designed the website the Uh logos and Else. So I was a one-stop shop for that. But my auntie uh, racket, because every time people would need shirts and stickers and business cards and stuff like that, I would get that as my side gig. Nice. So I basically, what did I not do? I did content uh, writing and copywriting. Um, wow. That for 150 pesos, 250 pesos per article. Yeah. Like I would do all things. I, I really wanted to give up my, my resume. But one okay. of the biggest decisions I made was to actually work on top of my prescribed internship. Because I worked in, uh, my, my internship program was in SSS, our wow. work. So Government. I was mm-hmm. the one finishing up the performance evaluation for the employees and stuff like that. But I was still My boss at that time told me, because I, I got 100 there for my grade. Nice. Um, sabi niya sa akin, why did you finish the entire thing? That's what we're going to ask everyone who will intern for the next <laughs> do. Now they have nothing to do. Kasi everyone, oh man, ah. kape. They yeah. will do the kape now. But <laughs> uh-huh. I knew it was cool lang. Kasi I didn't do anything. Like if the interviewer would ask me, what did you do during your internship? Yeah. I basically calculated average the scores. That's all I did. Right. And then I had this opportunity. My One of my friends was working as the secretary for this PR marketing company. Okay. And then I came in as um, an HR assistant. Lang. Mm. For some reason, we hit it off the CEO and me. He trusted me. <laughs> to do the entire thing for the HR. So I was interim HRD head again. They did, because it was a tiny, tiny company. Like you said, startup company. Yep. So they didn't have an existing HR department. Yeah. And I really cut my teeth because I did everything. I, I did the, the employee profiles. I right. did their employee handbook. I wrote the entire thing. Uh, write all the memos and stuff like that. So the uh, ins and outs, hiring and firing, I was able to do in that tiny company. So I fully support too. And it, yes. it, it goes full circle to your course, mm-hmm. psychology, because you're dealing yeah. with people at the interview. <laughs> yeah. So that's amazing. All right. Now, let, let's take our first break. And when we come back, let's now talk about graduate like Okay. After, <laughs> uh, after all these internship and school, we'll talk about that more after the break. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph. That's saschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We're still with Coach Like a Maravilla, who again told us the early hustles. And I love it because I even I, I watched this video about Vox and uh, in, in Vox Media. I forget it was Vox or Vice Media. I forgot. But they say that meritocracy is a myth. That you know, hustling hard and studying hard won't just cut it to be successful in life. Yeah, I saw that video too. Right? The, 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 the black girl, right? Who grew up in New York. And I was like, yeah, that's so true because at the end of the day, not everybody will be given the same opportunities, right? Some people might even work harder. But just because they don't have those opportunities, all of their hard work won't come to fruition. And that's what I want to understand because you put in the hard work, you put in the hustle, you put in the smarts, but you carved out really good opportunities for your coach. What was the first, uh, after, after school, what did you do next to, to get you that next step that you needed in, in life? You know, when I tell students who ask for my advice, now it's not a straight line. My entire story is proof of that. Mm-hmm. So what I did after I graduated was I quit my job in that uh, PR marketing company as HRD head, and I volunteered for my college. Wow. <laughs> so that's an odd decision But yeah. it actually kind of also makes sense Because again, the college is very small yes. So I, I would have hands-on experience I would have the opportunity to be a college instructor okay. so That was where I started uh, When I started teaching So I taught business English, Polgov, uh, psychology, of course wow. uh, So that was my classroom uh, teaching mode. And then I also worked as part of the marketing um, department in that college. So mm-hmm. social media marketing, I kind of had a, my first taste wow. of that okay. uh, working for the company. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, of course, the finances didn't make sense. Uh, right. The pay was unreliable. Okay. And uh, my, my mom basically convinced me to get a corporate gig. 
I wa- I went into Manulife wanting to be part of the HRD training department. This okay. was around okay. the time that I realized that I loved teaching. Um, I loved sharing my knowledge with people. I loved okay. making difficult things easier to understand. So that's mm-hmm. kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if this usually takes three hours for someone to teach, I will try to cut that time into 10 minutes or something like that. Wow. So I, that was what I was trying to do. But the problem was at the time that I applied, the only available um, job was in customer service. So you were talking about your call center experience, and yes. I also had my my own stint of working <laughs> working at the BPO answering phone calls. Mm-hmm. I said yes to that because at that time I was still deathly afraid of phones. Um, I was the type of person who would let the call ring through because I didn't answer it. Never answered the phone here at home. Yeah. I would have my sisters answer it. I was still that type of person. Got it. So I, I trained basically trained myself then answering phone calls, engaging with strangers because that's that's all you do in, in the call center industry. And then um, after that, uh, the opportunity opened up for me to take on a different role, which was in client, um, well, still in client engagement, but it's a different role. Okay. But all of the things I did during that, uh, I, I guess it's almost two years, was actually things that I had to do to save money. Because, th- because I knew that this wasn't going to be the career for me. God. That's one thing I think a lot of people don't talk about. That when you think about your career versus your job, your job can be like this source of income that would enable you to finally invest in the career that you want to have. Correct. So at that time, I hear in almost two years, basically, all of my friends in, in Manulife were buying you know, shoes uh. and uh, having Starbucks every day. But I was... Yeah. The one who would just, I was happy with the free coffee in the pantry. Yeah. I wasn't spending a lot of money. I didn't look at all rich or I didn't spend right. cash in um, luxury items because I knew that I was saving up for my future. So delayed gratification right yep. there. Yes. Absolutely. Now, here's the thing. And I resonate with you on this because when I, when I also, uh, after college, what I did was, I decided I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I felt uh, apparently I was hilaw. I didn't know a lot of things yet. So I obviously failed and had to work a job. And one of the first things coming from a working class family, being raised by a single mom, mm-hmm. that was my background. I had to contribute. I had, and my mom just literally, after I graduated college, did early retirement. So I, all of a sudden, <laughs> the shit is on me. Like, what the hell? What am I going to do? Right? I'm just fresh grad. What do, I, don't, I don't know how to hustle. And the need to, to immediately make money mm-hmm. is scary yeah. because all of a sudden you're not just, I, even though you want to save up, mm-hmm. but there are bills to pay and you have a family to feed. A lot of people go through that. Now I want to understand coach, because I'm pretty sure while you're saving up, you also had to make ends meet and also support the family. Mm-hmm. What were those sacrifices you took just to make sure that whatever you were making, you know, always uh, met in the end. You know, I would have to go back to what we were talking about, about meritocracy, okay? I, I would be lying if I said that it didn't come easier for me than most people. Because one thing I'm grateful for as a parent school is that they work, talaga, work their behinds off, basically. My mom uh, started working for SSS. Mm-hmm. 
when she was, I think, 18 and retired wow. just a few years ago. So that was how wow. devoted they were mm-hmm. to make sure that we had our basic needs. So I didn't need to provide for my family in that way. Naman, although yeah. I had to contribute yeah. to bills and stuff like that. Right. So they basically gave me a good place to start. Yeah. Uh, and my yeah. mom would always say, whatever you earn, that's for you. Um, you don't need to worry about that. But I had dreams kasi of get, getting into law school. Kaya nag-ipon talaga ako at the time. Attorney like, ha? <laughs> another, another curveball, but another story na naman. Okay. But I guess one of the most basic na sacrifices na lang, na although it's not that big of a sacrifice, would be this. I've always been a Jordan girl. Like, I love Jordan. And I love yes. Jordan. The Jays, there you go. Um, one thing I would say is this: the only Nike, the first Nike that I owned, mm. was actually a gift from Team Leica three years wow. ago. And I bought my first Jordan, I guess, two years ago. Jordan, what? You have to be very specific. I'm also a, I'm a Nike boy, <laughs> but I like my Air. I mean, I'm an Air Max kind of guy. There okay, I, I have this Jordan, uh, uh, black and purple, the mids. That I saw some mall. I kept staring at it. I would walk by it. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. I buy it. You love attraction date already. <laughs> you envisioned yourself wearing it. You yes. Make sure the way you walk doesn't crease the whole thing. You know? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at the time, I was waiting for, because I fell in love with the Jordans back in the 90s. Pa. Yep. So I waited two decades, basically, to get my hands on my first Jordans, even though when I was working for Manulife, I could have yeah. bought maybe four pairs, five pairs Correct. at a time in a month. Because at the time, I was earning, basically, my, my, my parents' basic salary combined, I was earning more than them. That's and, nice. So, But I didn't spend any money. I was wearing... You want buy one take one sneakers? There you go. Have a <laughs> buy one That's take fine. one. Yeah. Me and DV, boy DV for a while, you know? Yeah. Zong Shen, Shendong. Yeah. Uh, yeah whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> but it looks good, right? Yes. But it would break after one wrong fall on the Jeep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your soul will rip off. Yeah, true. Right. So, okay, that, that's amazing. So, a lot of real delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. But, coach, what, what I want to understand, because even though you know you sacrifice and whatnot, one of the things common among entrepreneurs mm-hmm. at this early that also had it was they had a clear why. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's so hard to sacrifice for something and prepare for something if you did not have a start that had a very wonderful why. My why easily, again, from just seeing how my mom hustled was, dude, I'll do whatever it takes to get my mom a house, mm-hmm. right? I got that a couple of years ago when I got Chatbot PH acquired, my second startup. Mm-hmm. And that was the best feeling ever. Holy shit. This still <laughs> gives me goosebumps whenever I think about that. But, but again, through the sacrifices, you, you will hit a lot of walls in between. Mm-hmm. And you'll ask yourself, why is this still worth it? Or am I doing it right? Should I just buy that Jordan now? What was that why for you that kept you plowing through? I would have to say it's really when I realized the lack for quality education here in the Philippines. Like th- these are things that we know. Every year there's an article like we're lagging behind when it comes to reading comprehension math. We had the yeah. PISA results a few years ago. Like mm-hmm. this is always in our periphery. But what mm-hmm. happened was in 2013, my mom forced us, well, strongly encouraged us to okay. take civil service exam, me and my sisters. Wow. Um, I ranked first. Uh, in- what? Number one. Oh, my God. But it was a complete windfall. 
Um, like one in thing I feel guilty no, about. You can you can flex, Coach Leka. You can no, be flexy, okay? <laughs> but, but it's part of the story, I guess. Um, yes. Like a lot of people would ask me, "Pano magtop or how do I pass the test? How did you prepare right. when you took the test?" And my genuine answer is, I didn't prepare. Like I didn't. I just I basically winged the exam because all of the questions in the exam are actually questions that we answered back when we took the opcat or ganon. But these are basic questions naman. But okay. it reveals the learning gap. It reveals the fact that so many people finish college or or even in good positions now, but they don't know the basics. And again, right. meron na eh, lucrative industry yung review center uh, in right this. right they're all like, in Hispania and Morita by the way yep for some you have to pay right. your way to get into yung colleges na maganda mm-hmm. para snowball siya eh. um, if you don't do well uh, in grade school or actually means back in kindergarten pa you won't have you won't be set up for success right. so you won't pass in dun sa exams ng Quezon City Science High School Philippine Science High School yeah so of course you won't have the same level ng education mm-hmm. the men sa pips yes you know like my cap, I guess. Right. And then, of course, when you compete with everyone else, when you take the upcat or the pupset or any exam for college, because right. exam naman you have a handicap. Yes. Yes. And people because, will, again, meritocracy is a myth. Unfortunately, yes. I believe that. There you go. Yeah. So I, when I realized that, because so many people deserve to pass the test, deserve to have benefits, but they didn't, I knew I had to find a way to provide a resource for them. So that was how, I guess, Team Like was started. That is solid. Wow. Again, that why is is very unselfish. Because huh? again, uh, for me, I, I'm, I'm clean. My why is very selfish. Like, I just want my mom to buy my mom a house. Of course, I'm going to live in that house, which I, where I live in now. But yours was totally selfless the way you wanted to do it because of that problem that you want to solve. And that's the thing about businesses too. Startups by default, again, r- rolling it back to what we, what we do in the startup and tech industry. The main ethos of why we do things is we want to solve a problem. And that problem that you're doing is rampant in this country because there's a great deterioration that's happening over our even our textbooks in Dep Ed. My God, in the one that we're seeing in the, the, the social media, who the hell wrote this thing, right? You know, and it's it's so morally incorrect. And you're, here you are trying to really solve that problem your own little way. But here's what I want to ask: so after all those sacrifice, after saving up, mm. the entrepreneurial leap. Is the scariest leap you'll ever take. Yep. When did you decide that? All right, man, you life. Thank you, but I gotta say goodbye. <laughs> I need to now jump and transform myself and really pursue this problem that I'm trying to solve. I, I wish things were clean cut talaga na parang okay this chapter is closed no? but actually I quit Manulife because of health reasons then uh, my body wasn't adjusting well to working nights um, but I already had kind of my my pot. Um, to spend at that time I went into UP Law actually um, mm. which is another source of FOMO for me because right now all of my pa- batchmates are lawyers already one of them is Patch Magtanong Minibining okay. Pilipinas so wow. I saw their progress like they're all lawyers now but what happened was I had to make a decision should I stay in law school spend all of my money and maybe even borrow money from my parents yep. um, just for my readings and for my tuition and stuff like that or do I do I start creating educational content and focus on that? Because mm-hmm. it happened around the same time. 
Um, I started making one video for a friend actually, and then that caught fire, um, kind of. People started reaching out, requesting for other topics. So I started creating all of these videos, Muna. Um, and then a review center, actually, that was how I kind of got my start, um, uh, found one of my videos, invited okay. me to guest teach for them. And then I, I had this experience with the review center industry. Um, tapos, they asked me, and this is something that, again, I haven't told a lot of people. They asked me if I was willing to, to basically delete all of my videos or set them to private. They would pay, they would pay me. They would give me a house to live in, a car, and stuff like that, um, stock options. They would have me head the department for, for the civil service review and the psychometrician board review, by the way, which I also passed around that time. Right, right. Um, wow. But then I wouldn't be able to give my content out for free. And wow. As a broke kid at that time, I had to decide against it because I really wanted to again solve the problem when it comes to accessibility and education. I couldn't do that it, that way because it's just basically putting up another paywall. Correct. And again, monopolization also of yes. all that content that could have been could have reached those people that again are victims mm-hmm. or uh, of meritocracy. That is a myth because mm-hmm. again, you're trying to give them a head start. If 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 that didn't ex- exist. In their own neighborhood, mm-hmm. someone's got to give them and pave them for pave that way forward that, hey, it can be done, mm-hmm. right? So for the first two years, I would moonlight in different review centers, guest okay. teach for a couple wow. of sessions. I would travel around the country, actually, sometimes, because uh, review season, okay. I would teach kasi for licensure exam for teachers and then for civil service and for college entrance test review. Sometimes every weekend, I would be in a different province. That was how I sustained the first two years of Team Laika. And then one of my students, well, a lot of my students actually, started clamoring for a book, for a review book from me. So they would say, Coach, the questions that you put up for free for us are actually uh-huh. more like the exams that actually appear in the exam. Of course, because I took exam, so I kind of have um, my experience. Um, and then they asked for a book. Sabi nila, if you're going to put up a book, we will buy it. So I started, I made uh, two uh, practice test booklets first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I recorded explainer videos for all the questions there. Because I realized that video is a really effective tool when it comes to educating people. Right. And then I, so I started selling those. So that was what wow. kept me afloat for the first two years. 2017, I told my mom. Uh, with that, um, after my mentor advised me then, right. so, mom ko, kasi at that time they were still saying, uh, you're wasting your life. You should finish okay. law school." Ganyan, ganyan. Right, right. Um, and I said, "Please give me a year. If I starve, <laughs> if things don't work out." Here you go again with your with your parent promises. I'm getting. I'm the one getting <laughs> nervous. <laughs> <I'm with anxious. laughs> Scary. Okay. But it's true because I guess I, again they're not. My opponents, naman eh. they of are course. well-meaning people. Kasi that's the thing, eh, in Filipino families or Asian families in general. Right. These are well-meaning folks who want to help you succeed in life. They're just Correct. worried about you. So I, I gave my mom a timeline. So I go, give me one year. If this doesn't take off, if I don't get enough to sustain myself through right. this, then I will. Your way. You choose. Like I told them, yeah. if you want me to work for the government, if you want me to go back to law school, you can tell me what to do. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a lot of pressure. Huh? That's, <laughs> uh, that's, that's good. But I want to understand, Coach Laika, before you even become became the Coach Laika mm-hmm. that again traversed, not, not for every successful woman, there needs to be an amazing <laughs> team. 
running behind mm-hmm. that. That's what I wanted because they more than anything, and I believe it's like in PNA. I get a lot of, of 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 you know praises, but dude, the the most amazing people are the people that I was lucky, and God, God bless them because they 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 believed in me when I was scamming them to join the team, <laughs> right? I needed yeah. the best to to be, to be the neck the best Nick Fury that I can be to help have them join this this battle. I want to understand how you built Team Laika because. Team Laika is not just you. You are the fra- you are the face and the voice, but who's behind it? How did you build this, and what did it take to make sure that you you make ends meet? Because now you're not just paying your bills; you're in charge of their lives and their families. And it's and we're in the middle of a global pandemic, so that's even doubly scary. <laughs> Well, okay. I, I was working by myself until 2017, 2018. Um, yeah. I was pulling a few hours from my sisters to help me answer messages and mm-hmm. uh, pack up orders and stuff like that. But Zandi was actually the first, uh, I would say, blessing that came uh, up, into Zandy. my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zandi. Um, because she was working for a startup. She was working in this industry, a freelancer as well. Someone who understands the grind. Because okay. you know how, yeah. Bar- I think it was Barbara Cochran who said that entrepreneurs quit a uh, 9-to-5 job to work yeah. 80 hours to 100 hours a week. Correct. So it's like that for me, everything. So she came right. in uh, with with experience nga, uh, in answering messages okay. and stuff like that. Part-time lang. Sabi ko kasi, I can't afford to pay you full-time. Yeah. So, sige, if you catch the vision, come and join the team. So, she started answering messages for me and doing this and that lang. Little involvement yeah. because I, I was a micromanager. It's <laughs> um, right. hard for me to let go because uh, I've been doing it alone for a long time. Um, and right. then, 2019 happened. 2000, in 2019, yeah. I was already thinking if I were to quit na. Like, hindi ko na kaya. Kasi we would sometimes get mm. an average of, and imagine this, five messages a minute uh, in the lean, lean times in our Facebook You page. need a chatbot for that already, that type <laughs> of volume. <laughs> yeah, actually, right. Zandi was the one who set up our chatbot. Oh, there um, you go. But even, even then, it was a lot of messages. And imagine yeah. if my exam, like if one week before the exam, that's the high time. So a lot yep. of people are... The clamors. Are yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You would see the spikes in my views on YouTube right, right, right. before the actual exam. So um, yeah. it was really overwhelming already for me. I was thinking of asking her to go full time, but I didn't want to demand it from her. So I was praying, okay. well, Lord, if gusto niya, let it come from her. And then Got in 2019, it. I was part of YouTube Fan Fest Moms Edition. Wow. What happened was, because um, I was one of the speakers, I was in the panel. So for two days, I was basically in MOA. Um, and then right. they put me up. Siguro kasi they knew that I had social anxiety. They knew that I was quiet naman as a rat right. or as a mouse. <laughs> um, they put me in the other tent. Now, in the other tent, that was where Judy Travis okay. and her wife stayed. Because okay. Judy was uh, the, the guest. Okay. And uh, uh, no, um, her husband, I meant. Um, okay. Her husband uh, was someone I looked up to because they're part of Think Media, yep. um, you know, Western Marketing in the States. Yep. So um, I was a huge fan of him, the husband. But uh-huh. he was just there to support um, his wife. Okay. And then what happened was, 
uh, Zandi and him, Benji Travis, were stuck in the tent for, I think, a couple of hours. I didn't know what happened uh, in the tent. Pero kasi Benji already knew what I was doing. Right. What happened pala was, kasi when I walked in, Zandi was uh, pale. Tapos, what? Okay. And then I asked her, what happened? And then, sabi niya, I'll talk to you later. Pero basically, Benji's... <laughs> Benji tried for almost an hour, an hour and a half to convince Zandi to go full-time for me. Because Benji wow. said, this is a golden opportunity for both of you, for the countries, stuff like that. So I didn't know exactly what, what he did, but he, but he convinced right. full-time. So she, she was the first one. Um, and now, okay. actually, last year was when he started building out the team. Nice. Um, trying to let go of a few more things. And... Uh-huh. It changed it. The, the team, mm. like a brand, changed, I guess. Um, right. I started creating content just for aptitude exams, but then with the online learning, so yeah. now even students, younger mm. students are watching the content, so we need to create more content uh, geared towards them. Got brand it, deals it. started happening, which didn't happen. Yes, there you go. We have two podcasts under There podcast. you go. So these are things that I couldn't possibly do without a team behind me. So basically, I'm in charge of putting out content. They're in charge of everything else. But the first question is if they're sold when it comes to the mission. Because I tell them upfront, I may not be able to pay you as much, Mm -hmm. but you are investing in our country, in our next generation. Correct. Every message that we get saying that, oh, we passed the test, oh, we got a job. Because we get multiple Mm -hmm. messages like that every day. You are a huge part of that because if you didn't allow me to create content which helped them, then Correct. this would happen. So yeah. that's amazing. And again, at the end of the day, it's re- really finding the right people to join in because regardless of how good you yeah. are as an individual, it won't scale until you get the right people in the boat. First, who, then what? So that's uh, that's that's how I always say it. It's it's who, who's in the boat. Because uh, regardless of what the North Star is, whatever you say, but if you're alone, you'll, again, if you want to go fast, you go alone. If you want to go far, you go together. Oh, huh? Drop bombs right there. <laughs> but again, and then totally uh, get it. But what I also want to understand before I take our last break. So you, you built the team. How's the dynamic now? So you, you create the content and, you know, they do the rest. But at the end of the day, you had to put systems in place. You know, as a content creator, it can't just be bahala na si Batman, right? You had, there had, you had to do, and again, the leadership part will then come in. And coming from a micromanager's point of view, how did you even transition to, to now having that team behind you and letting stuff go? I guess one of the biggest things is when I realized, I don't know where I read this or who said this, but um, if you find someone who does what you do, that's at 80% quality or 70% quality, that's enough already. You will never find people who would do things exactly the way that you do them. That was when I started to let go. And again, Zandi is a blessing. Zandi has been a a lifesaver for me because she knows, I guess she knows how to handle me when it comes to to the workflow. She would just ask me, do you trust me? Have I ever failed you? Like these questions that now I get to share. Um, you, 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 that's what that was how I learned to trust my team. Right, yeah, right. but we do have other systems in place. Automation, of course, plays a huge role. Right. And um, of course, the Trello board, which is yes, <laughs> nice yes. there you go. for everyone. All our prods in podcast network. Was, <laughs> Asia will, will say that. Yeah. That again, automation is key. Because mm-hmm. if you if if something that can be done uh, yep. can be automated, we always say that in the hierarchy of leadership, and I always tell the leaders of PNA this too. You know, first thing before you 
you automate. If you can't automate, you delegate. And that's a delegate. And you really have a hard-pressed look. Do I really mm-hmm. have to do this? If not, then that's... A, if yes, then that's the only time you do it. The yes, rest you pass it on. Mm-hmm. And we right. have this complete flow. Eh? I have the list actually put up. So enumerate. Enumerate everything. The big, the bad, uh, the ugly, the big. And then yeah. enumerate, rate by priority. And then uh, automate, delegate. And then what's, whatever's left, that's what I do. So now mm-hmm. I get to film and make mm-hmm. videos, focus on that. And then my team is in charge of distribution. That's amazing. And again, they're lucky because by default, but people like to work with people that they can learn from at the end of the day, right? And that's one of the big things that they look for in a manager. And that's come so naturally from you because you're a coach. So imagine if you're learning already from the content, what more if you're learning uh, with coach like us? So if you're an intern, why don't you apply now? I'm just telling you, you know, this is the best way to learn a coach like a right there. Okay. Now, coach like a, let's take our last break and when we come back, let's Pay it forward. I'll be asking you some advice of how people can also uh, follow the path that you've taken as an entrepreneur and as a content creator. We'll talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again. And we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoostTime deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. 
So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back from a break. We're still with Coach Laika. Well, again, we'll then pay it forward to our listeners. And I'll ask you several questions within, again, the realm of being an entrepreneur and also the, be, being a content creator uh, because that's what you are. And again, your, your, your hustle is, is paying it forward to, to more people. But I want to understand from the back of your head because, again, we help people overcome the hurdles in their life. But for you, I want to understand from your point of view, and I still go through this a lot, and I've been in the game. I think we 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 almost. If you release your podcast around 2019, that's also the same time I released Hustle Share at the same time. And I still have mega imposter syndrome, super mega imposter syndrome. Even if you, even if it, if I still do, especially the the group chat with where everybody's like you know flexing all their numbers and all that. How do you get over that? Because sometimes that's what's also preventing you. It's just similar to how. That th comment again is in in high school that oh if you just strive harder if you you know it it's so hard just especially if everybody that's around you is also freaking good at what they do mm-hmm. your your head kind of fixed with you as well like hey you're not supposed to be here how did you get over that hub I actually have a full discussion on that episode fourteen on trying hard to like our podcast mm-hmm. so I've been in Go check it out. DNA, shout out. Okay. <laughs> but I think imposter syndrome never really goes away. And in my perspective, and this is just my personal take on it, no, the fact that you have imposter syndrome or some bit of self doubt mm-hmm. is actually, and it can be a, a bit of a good thing. Correct. Of course, you have to manage Correct. it. Uh. You, yes. you don't let it stop you, but you let it fuel you. Because that level of self doubt, am I good enough? Um, what can I do to be good enough that? Second follow-up question is what makes the difference? I actually feel that same way. What's funny is, and irony of ironies, and I think this is kind of, you know, God putting me through the works. If I were a licensed teacher, which I'm not, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't have, say, the ear of the students. I'm in a very odd and unique position kasi. Correct. If I were a Correct. teacher, and I'm a working teacher right now, kasi nag-quit na ako sa college um, instructor days yeah. ko, then the students would just say, diba, na parang, eh, teacher kasi, you're, you're saying that because you're speaking from a perspective of the mm. teachers. But because I'm not a teacher, it's actually what gives me their ear. Uh, that's why they trust me. Makes sense. Um, I'm, I'm not a student right now because I, I quit law school nga, to go for right. time into conversation. And that is the reason why uh, teachers naman can tell me now oh, you're speaking in, uh, in behalf of the students because you're a student so you, want, you have something to get from this. So I'm not. So again, I'm in a very unique position. Both parties listen to me. What I understood because when it comes to imposter syndrome is um, we wouldn't even be in the room if someone didn't find us worthy of being in the room in the first place. Got I guess it. I know it's a very self-serving type, uh, no, way of looking at it. That makes sense. That's the truth. Because, eh? I mean, Ron, you know this. Some of the doors that we had to go into, you know, it's not about knocking on the door or finding the key. Correct. Some of these doors, we had to barge our way into those doors. There wasn't even a case. door. We just had to freaking yeah. go through <laughs> we it. Had to door. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And for example, for me, when it comes to educational content or say motivational speaking or uh, writing books or stuff like that, because I didn't operate under a system. I didn't have, say, the credentials that usually came automatically for, for people yeah. in the, the field. Um, I had to be, um, and this is me working with my therapist, Dinpala, by the way, to get to this point. <laughs> you had, uh, he told me this, you had to be so good objectively. Because you didn't have credentials to lift you up. Eh. You had right. to be so good objectively for people to understand that no matter who you are, I will listen to you because you're credible. Mm-hmm. So we already are at that point. And to see ourselves as anything smaller is a dishonor right. um, to those right. people who already believe in us. So I always have this feeling and I wrestle with that then mm-hmm. But the truth is, again, I'm in a position that I'm a little bit better naman than others. And right. by saying that I am not worthy, pano pa sila? So I have mm. to believe in myself so I can throw the rope back and have them believe in themselves too so they can get to this point. That's amazing. And now in the spirit of investing in yourself, I mean, this is, a, this is leadership by default. There's two responsibilities. You always want to make sure, and I got this from Joyce Spring as well, you have to fill your cup all the time, right? Because if you don't have anything to give and you're empty, what, what else can you pass on? But yours is educational content, right? And this is hard because there's, there's where we live in an era where there's so much misinformation out there. It can be polarizing sometimes which is the truth or not, right? When before it's so easy, there's only one source. Everybody accept that as the general truth. Great. Here, there's so many conflicting things, and you're 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 here trying to pay it forward to those people who are less aware or less uh, informed. I want to learn how do you deliberately learn and fill up your cup to make sure that what you end up passing forward is the best version that you agree with and that they can learn from. Uh, you know, one of the most Common and not common, but once the most, um, should I say, um, funny na lang na comments mm. that I get is when people say, oh, your life is easy, video video lang naman yan. What? Or, Are you kidding me? Easier. This is so hard. TikTok lang yan. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that, what you said is the answer. A lot of people think that, you know, content creation in general, or even in my huh. case, educational content creation, it's just, you know, you sitting down in front of the camera 
talking, basically yep. BSing <laughs> into right. people's hearts. Um, uh, another rude commenter told me once na parang, I, uh, nilalako ko raw yung intelligence ko, basically. Uh, yung self-image ko. <laughs> I'm selling myself. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, one of, for example, one of my videos, uh, when it comes to, to tenses or even to choosing prepositions or pronouns, right. I have this mm-hmm. pronoun series on YouTube right now. What I did was basically I made a flow chart, okay. um, which I, I, I found out that they don't use that process pala in schools. But because yeah. with my HR background and training background, right. like we love visual aids, we love charts, right? Um, so what I did was basically I created a flow chart to help mm-hmm. people decide which pronoun they should use in a sentence or stuff like right. that. Now, in order for me to create that flow chart, it took me a long time to basically digest all the information when it comes yep, to choosing a pronoun. Tweak it. Um, how to? How do I make sure that this is something that people can understand after a five-minute, ten-minute uh a video mm-hmm. so it takes a lot of research uh, behind the scenes before we can mm-hmm. produce educational content and then on right. top of that I have my I guess my friends who right. are professors and I, I make sure that they watch the video before before I release it, mm-hmm. release it if I feel a little bit iffy about the topic mm-hmm. so it really takes a lot of work mm-hmm. and um, yeah it, it's it's again going back to what I said Kanina what, yeah. what's my hustle it, being seen in order to be heard, mm-hmm. I have to make sure that I do what I can to optimize the content so we can reach and teach more people. And I guess that's one of the biggest hurdles that I have to go through then. I have to face a camera even if it makes my heart beat really yeah. loud. Even if I have to listen to my voice while editing the videos, I have to sit through that just because I believe in my wife. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. All right, last couple of questions. In, in your, again... A lot of doubters are going to be there. A lot of people yep. are always going to say, regard, and then the, the bigger the audience, the, the more the haters would, will come. But from your point of view, what's the most satisfying thing that this, 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 this thing gives you? Because again, no matter how hard it is, no matter how effed up life can be, <laughs> there is that happy place that creating mm-hmm. content like this, the same way I take so much solace. This is my therapy. Hustle shares my therapy, talking to like-minded people and actually learning from you a lot uh, that I apply my guinea pig is PNA because that's where I apply everything that I learned. <laughs> it gives me so the endorphins that I need to give me yeah. that boost, that satisfaction to keep going. For your point of view, Coach Leica, what are those like? You know, we live in a society now. I guess success is usually measured in different metrics. But what we have to understand is in the base ng hearts ng humans. I still believe this. I'm very hopeful. Uh-huh. Doing good makes us feel good. Eh. Right. All of us. Doing good makes us feel good. I mean, just even handing, say, a pack of biscuits to a street child. It makes right. you feel good because you know that you did something good, that this kid is going to be fed for the next maybe few minutes of his or her life. Correct. Like, doing it good should make us feel good. And in my life, I'm so grateful to be in that industry. I tell my, my team then, they say, we are not in the business of uh, teaching, actually. We're not in the business of selling books, no? Selling review right. events, no? Or review programs, no? We are in the business of hope. Making people believe that they can. And that's actually one of the most, uh, you were talking about goosebumps, diba? When, right. when you bought a house. Ang goosebumps sa akin, goosebumps inducing sa akin is, you know, staring at a room of maybe 30 to 50-year-olds, means and even older, and then looking at their eyes light up when finally they understand 
something that they thought na for the rest of their, their lives would confuse them. Yeah. Teach them algebra yeah. or something like that. And they, it would click and you would really see their faces. We have some of their photos. Sometimes I look through them then. And of course, comments from people who have changed lives. You know, and again, I'm grateful for Podcast Network Asia. I'm not just, uh, <laughs> um, because Get Hired, um, something I started back in, I guess, 2018, but yep. I stopped until Podcast Network um, came over. Yep. And in the, you know, in the past year, so many people have lost their jobs. Um, you know, DILG said, what, 1.5 million jobs were lost in the labor yep. sector past ECQ yeah, and it's getting worse. Getting worse. Yeah. yeah, but you know what, Ron? We get about, and this is an average, uh, about three to five messages on oh, each of the Facebook pages of people reporting that coach finally I have a job. Uh, nasa wow, na. that's amazing! It's, it, and it's the most ever in the history wow. of Team Laika and the Get Hired podcast. So uh, again, th- these are things that we can't calculate. Like if there's and I know I say there has been a lot of people then wanting to invest in what I do. Yeah, I never had a lack of uh, investors who want to put their money in, but I never really took anyone on board because mm-hmm. I didn't want to have that pressure. Mm-hmm. But they would always scold me from the business standpoint. Like one of my mentors told me, "Now you know I could make so much money off of this, but you're not selling it right. You're not uh, packaging things right, or things like that." Mm-hmm. But I guess the idea is the company isn't, um, say, successful in terms mm-hmm. of the money side yet. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the business of changing lives and business of, again, dealing yeah. hope, selling hope, well, nako, ano na kami? Millionaires, billionaires na kami. You're already because a now- unicorn there uh, <laughs> in, in that sense. No, and you, you, amazing job. Again, I'm a big fan ever since. And that's why I told my team, get Coach Laika. I love her stuff ever since. And that's why when I when I was like, what happened? Why did she stop? And then thankfully, you listened to the scam. We are the greatest scam <laughs> in the Philippines at the moment. <laughs> Thank yeah, you so no, that's, I always say that. Even the cool pals and the other podcasts also say it. Now, last question, Coach Laika. And then I, I threw this to Joyce as well. If you had a chance to... Give young Laika or Anne, uh, whatever uh, you were called back then, to give to give her advice, knowing what you know now, hindsight being twenty twenty. What would you tell your younger self as advice? Uh, how deep can we go? <laughs> no, I, I guess what what I would say would be be this: you have to be patient. Uh, you have to be patient. Take your time. Your story wouldn't play out as as anyone else would. Mm-hmm. I mean, going back, say to again the young Anne and saying that oh, you will be a YouTube uh, or an online content creator in the future. The kid would say, "Ano online content creation? What happened YouTube <laughs> at that time?" YouTube. <laughs> right. So what I do right now, like what you said, I, I'm a, a bit of a unicorn. The industry didn't exist back then. Right. So I always had this pressure or I had this desire to do so much more for our country, but I didn't know how it'll happen back then. Mm. But just be patient. No, stick it out. Keep trying hard. That's okay. Don't be ashamed. And then uh, things will click. Things will connect. And now I get to say that to a lot of the younger people as well. Be patient. Do your best. Your time will come. That is amazing. Again, Coach Laika, thank you very much for being on Hustle Share. But before I let you go, um, what would you want to 
plug again if they want to listen to you if you want to consume your content or for some reason you're a professional you're an entrepreneur and you still don't know your prepositional phrases what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> but again what where, where do they find your content and how do they reach out to you if they want to do that Okay, um, well, th- first of all, Ron, thank you for having me. I was actually very nervous then. I have clammy hands right now. <laughs> what, what can I say about being an entrepreneur? You know, I never, ever, I've never even had the guts to call myself a CEO, even if I'm a CEO on paper. Yeah. So I really want to keep learning from you. So yes, please do follow Hustle Share. And if the team like our listeners right now, go ahead and click follow to learn more. Um, but for me, I have two podcasts, again, under Podcast Network Asia, Trying Hard, which which is my personal uh, uh, baby. That's where we talk about the deep stuff, um, what to do when you fail, what to do when you succeed, stuff like that. So trying hard with like a podcast. And if you are looking for a job opportunity or looking to pivot, we are going to talk about those things and to get hired podcast and our very own Ron is going to be there to share what it takes to be part of Podcast Network Asia. The title is the title is How to Get Hired by Ron Bate Young. Okay, thank you. Now I'm nervous. Okay, there you go. Again, Coach Like thank you very much. But before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast after listening to whatever Spotify, Apple Podcast. And again, if we did say some jargon, don't worry. We also hook you up. But if we, we don't teach. We only put links. Okay, it's going to be the show notes on hustleshare.com. And again, if you do want to be part of the community of what we how we grow the show, it's going to be the Hustle Share community on Facebook. And lastly, we also still do chatbots. It's going to be the Hustle Share chatbot at m.me slash Hustle Share powered by chatbot ph. Again, thank you very much, Coach Leica. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy. All right. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.